0: of the Armstrong and Getty Antormation Complex, a dimly lit room, freezing cold, the chill winds
1: of autumn upon us.
0: This morning, we're under the tutelage of General Manager Standard Time. That's the white flash has arrived. Stand by. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Bye. It's, it's, so I haven't been in here in a week
2: Because I had COVID. I don't know what happened while I was gone. It's, a, it's Like a tornado hit. Is this what it looked like when I left?
0: It is? Yeah, we've been having cocktail parties, uh, little uh, key parties, what do you call it, where the swinging singles all get together. and Whichever key you end up with, that's your date for the night. Oh, it's been a big time. So,
2: so my part of the studio has been the, the party spot while I've been a <laughs> exactly. home recuperating from COVID. Because it is a disaster in here. Yeah, I'd probably spray that down with some Lysol before you touch anything. <laughs> yeah, not, I
0: didn't go in there at all.
2: Not for the COVID, but for some other things. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, dimly lit room, etc., etc. We're under the tutelage
0: of our general manager who? I went with standard time. Although I did mention that the mm. chill winds of autumn are upon us. Standard time. Yeah. I
2: feel like there's movement on that stupid topic as I read way more articles this year than I've ever read in my entire life explaining how it's moronic the beginnings of it were stupid. To continue it is laughably stupid. Oh
0: like so many things.
2: Based on based on the reason it started, it's just ridiculous that we continue to change the clocks. Nobody likes it. So I I feel uh, why it's just inertia. That's all it is. Why the wheels of democracy turn so slowly. I suppose it's a good thing. If you're a conservative, you want them to turn slowly. But on this issue, for crying out loud, we're all in agreement. It's moronic. It's moronic. The Washington Post had an article. New York Times had an article. Dispatch had a great deep dive on, on how stupid it is, the origins of it, all that sort of thing. It doesn't make any
0: sense. On the other hand, I feel like I've slept for a night and a half. I feel fantastic. Well, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, to be this well-rested all the time. Yeah. Of course, I don't have kids who are going to get up when they feel like getting up. Uh, the clock be damned. Yeah, that's what I thought yesterday when uh, with the time
2: changed. And I told the kids the night before, I said, it's not going to make any difference to us. You guys are going to wake up and we're going to be up. And
0: just The day is right. going to feel a little weird, but that's it right you know my dog is somewhat similar in that he woke up with his legs crossed and his tail folded down to you know keep everything in he's like dude uh, i don't know what your phone says but it's time all right it's time for me okay uh i got a question about a pop culture event but we should
2: start the show officially i'm jack armstrong he's joe getty on this monday november 8th the year 2021 Where armstrong and getty, and we approve of this program
0: Let's leap into action then. Uh, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at Mark. <laughs> Stephen
2: Sweeney, the New Jersey Senate president, lost his re-election bid in an upset to a truck driver named Edward Durr. Coincidentally, Durr is also the New Jersey state motto. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: that's unfair.
2: It's a mean-spirited New York joke is what yes, that is. Yes, it is. It's a, how dare they? We'll have to play clips from the opening later as uh, our friend, friend of the Armstrong and Getty show, made his debut with his Trump impersonation. And I think the whole country reacted the same way we did the first time we
0: heard it. It was just that's unbelievable. That's the best impersonation
2: anybody's ever done of anyone
0: ever. Headline Saturday Night Live goes with a Trump impression that sounds anything like Trump. Well,
2: it's exactly like Trump, which is
0: so yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. Um, James Austin Johnson, A tip of the cap to you, my friend. I feel like we kind of discovered him. I really do. <laughs>
2: I feel All like right. we—I feel like we put him on the map. But um, so there was this big hip hop concert. Is Travis Scott considered a hip hop artist? Yeah, he's a, a rap guy. <laughs> See, I don't know him. He's—I—I uh, I, I read that he's one of the biggest stars in the world, and I—I I couldn't hum, hum one of his tunes if I had to. I wouldn't know him if he walked into the room. But eight people died at one of his concerts over
0: the weekend. Absolutely nightmarish, horrific story. On the show, went as people were getting crushed. 38 minutes past the declaration that it was a mass casualty event, still the music kept a-pumping as people were smushed to death.
2: Were people trying to get close to the stage or out, or what were they trying
0: to do? It was the crowd surging toward the stage. Uh-huh. And then you had people desperately trying to get out because they were being crushed, but the surge continued. Children crushed to death. Men and women, horrific. I can't really imagine anything worse
2: than that. Than realizing what's happening and trying to deal with Uh, that—that is uh, like—that's like nightmare stuff. I mean, that is as scary as it gets. But so uh, this I heard for the first time today, though I hadn't heard this before. That Travis Scott, Travis Scott, has been cited a few times for um, instigating mayhem at concerts. So he's kind of got a history of how does he
0: instigate mayhem? Having the crowd get wild, you know, just encouraging them to you know throw off the rules. Get on and your get crazy. feet, put your hands together. Is that no, encouraging them no, to get no, wilder? No, no, I can't remember some of the specific quotes, but uh, he, how he. Are you stopped, doing, Houston? Are you ready to rap? No, that that doesn't count. But he. I'm all over the-, the country. Nobody rocks harder than you. Is no, that inciting? A- no, I don't believe it is. No,
2: not formally speaking. Well, like, does he say there's a bag of money up here at the front of the stage? and First one here gets it?
0: Like I said, I can't remember the quotes. You know, get wild, get crazy, forget the rules. I don't know. I don't know. Some crap hmm. like that. I
2: don't know. It just seems... I've heard a lot of those kind of things at concerts before. I just can't imagine. I'll have
0: to look into what he does that crosses the line. Well, it's a bit of a stretch. Keep in mind, it's what he does according to an attorney who thinks he can make a bunch of money ah, that crosses the line. Excellent point. That's, Thank you. Excellent that's what question.
2: I'm here for. That's, that's what that is. That was a point that was mm. excellent. How does, how does Mailbag look? Oh, it's quite good. Strong start to the week. Yeah, and They passed a uh, trillion and a half infrastructure structure package over the weekend, which if you... You know, you take in most media. Everybody's just clicking their heels over how fantastic
0: that is. Couldn't possibly be a downside. Couldn't
2: could could be no negatives to this.
0: I have serious concern about the the storm on the horizon, the t- disaster that would be the passing of the Build Back Venezuelan uh, <laughs> bill that they're trying to pass. Because the the moderates, and we can get into this in depth, but the uh, the moderates in in the Democratic Party told the, the radical lefties, yes, we swear. We will vote on and probably for the Build Back Venezuelan bill. If you all vote for this one and we get the CBO to tell us exactly how much the the Build Back Venezuela bill is going to cost. So we probably have a deal. I'm praying that the moderates were being dishonest. I'm praying that they have no intention of voting for that disaster. I, I fear it. It is looming. I can see the shadows falling across the earth. I pray it does not pass.
2: Cool. We'll talk about that. Also, China with a big military move over the weekend, and we had a military move over the weekend, and we'll compare the two and see uh, who is ready for global dominance. Um, <laughs> it's quite the compare and contrast. Wow. If you wow. If you haven't heard this, it's all in the way. Our text line, by the way, 415-295-KFTC.
1: Show. our
2: own alex in the newsroom has the the tea on uh, how travis scott incites riots at his concerts and he does do some different stuff so we'll talk about mm-hmm. that maybe later this hour also elon musk with an interesting should i sell all my stock twitter poll thing he did yesterday yeah, I uh, read just the, the the surface
0: of that, and I thought, wait, he did what?
2: The world's richest man put it on a Twitter poll of whether or not he should sell his stock in the world's third most valuable company.
0: Wow. Which is really weird. But Crazy. Crossed. More on that later. Yeah, here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. This week, going with a series from the Iron Lady herself, Margaret Thatcher. Prime Minister of Britain. I could go into detail, but she's she's a conservative who, who tried and to a large extent succeeded reforming their giant bloated socialist state, at least for a while. Uh, let's go with perhaps her most famous quote. The problem with socialism is that you eventually run out of other people's money. Yeah. Yeah. You do. Yeah. And, and another quote. This is not a freedom. Well, I guess it is a freedom loving quote. Speaking of Elon Musk.
2: Speaking of Elon Musk, he said more or less the same thing a couple weeks ago in that billionaire tax came out he said okay but at some point you run out of billionaires in their money and then what are you going to do
0: yeah yeah indeed uh mailbag michael it might help to reset things if you could play for us at at least the beginning of the welcome to the microsoft event tape that we played yesterday that got so or i'm sorry uh, last week they got so much reaction and welcome to Microsoft Ignite. We've got a big day ahead and lots in store for you. First, we want to acknowledge that the land where the Microsoft campus is situated was traditionally occupied by the Samamish, the Duwamish, the Snoqualmie, the Suquamish, the Muckleshoot, the Snohomish, the Tulalip, and other Coast Salish peoples since time immemorial. All right, that's enough. Number one, that sounds like a radio DJ game where one of those tribes was a made-up name. First person to guess which one wins a pair of tickets to see the Seahawks this weekend. Anyway. Oh, let's see. Ah, Jeff from Hawaii writes... Guys, the land where the Microsoft campus is located in was traditionally occupied by the Tyrannosaurus, the Apatosaurus, Stegosaurus, and Triceratops clans from time immemorial. They were displaced by a racist, speciesist meteorite, and the land was then illegally colonized by mammal supremacists. Pretty good. That's a good one, Jeff. Like it?
2: This tweet was making the round. So before a junkie takes a poop on the ground in San Francisco, (laughs) he should say, I'm pooping here on the homeland of the Olahony, just finished up smoking some fentanyl, I'm wearing no shirt, wool socks with greasy hair, I'm he, him, they, and I need housing. (laughs)
0: Wow. Well played, my friend. And then this from Al Anonymous. Guys, isn't it true that Native Americans didn't have a concept of land ownership? Isn't that what we've been taught? So that's true. How could someone take something from them that wasn't owned in the first place? Wouldn't the same hold true that when holding a conference, you need to acknowledge anyone who was in the venue before you? They didn't own it. They just occupied it before you.
2: That's funny. You're in the big, uh, you know, the, uh, the Velvet Room there at the Ramada Inn. We're here in the room where last week it was the insurance
0: convention, and the week before that it was the boaters' convention. First, we need to acknowledge that Herbalife occupied this room, (laughs) followed by exactly the boat accessories convention of 1984, (laughs) followed by the Cub Scout Jamboree of later in 1984, and then six and a half hours later you can start your meeting. Well, as uh, John McWhorter has pointed out uh, in interviews promoting his fabulous new book, Black Racism, and we have a clip that we're getting ready for you. He points out that a lot of this stuff is not meant to help anybody in any way. Not for a second does anybody sane think that it's going to be of aid to anyone. It's Merely signaling that I know racism exists, and look at me, I'm a good person. That's all it is. Uh, you know, as I uh, probably distastefully uh, described it Friday, it's, it's self-pleasurement in front of others. That was distasteful. It's Jeffrey Tubening.
2: That flew on a Friday. I don't expect that kind of talk on a Monday. Certainly um, not. I was amazed at how many texts, tweets, emails we got from people saying, oh, yeah, my company's been doing this for the last year. Wow.
0: I I had no idea. You know, Jack, when you're broadcasting from home, you probably should have acknowledged. I need to acknowledge that uh, this home was owned by the Jones family before me, and before that, the McGillicuddy. Well, I'm going to four beautiful children. (laughs) I was in a rental, so I'd have to go through a whole bunch of people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was some jerk named Smith who didn't pay his rent Uh, between April and June of 1998. Anyway, moving along, uh, comatose Timmy uh, writes, uh, Hey, uh, guys, um, da, 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 the the whole story that critical race theory isn't taught in school. Like you guys, it's nothing but a semantics game, very much like the we-never-funded game of research, uh, gain-of-function research defense. There's a lot of that going on lately. Full-throated, emphatic denial because something doesn't fit a very precise technical definition, even though it does by any reasonable standard. Uh, Tim Poole, philosopher, online wag, uh, likes to call it critical race applied principles. I think James Lindsay calls it critical race praxis. While not theoretically fitting the law school definition of critical race, there it's teaching the exact same principles by another name, by teachers who have been trained to expert levels in CRT, but you already knew that. It's uh, a good point. I like, cr- well, critical race praxis is nice. It's a little highfalutin in the college campus. See, that means essentially in practice, Right effectively, critical race, effectively. Thank you for the point. Speaking of great points made, Tammy writes, wait a minute. As I caught up on last week's chunks of the show I missed, that's right. If you ever miss a portion of the show, you can go to wherever podcasts are downloaded or go to armstrongandgetty.com and get Armstrong and Getty On Demand. It's the radio show repackaged as a podcast. Anyway, uh, she says, as I was catching up, I was shocked to hear Jack saying, soup, Sounded good. It was during Final Thoughts. Alex mentioned he brought a coworker soup. Jack said it sounded good and was upset people were bringing in soup when he was stuck at home. I pray no. it's just COVID fog, not that Jack has been lying to us all these years. What's next? We learn that he has eaten Taco Bell? No, soup
2: does make me angry, and I'm generally not a soup person, so I must have been quite ill. And I was. It's the noises people make, right? Unlike Aaron Rodgers, I was vaccinated, and I still got sick.
0: Yeah, yeah. How much time do we have, Michael? Okay, JT, always intriguing, writes, Don't be surprised when the New York Times or the WAPO appears to be posting damaging Im- info to Democrats. Instead, ask yourself why they might be doing so at this point. Take the New York Times article about how the Build Back Venezuelan bill was actually closer to $4 trillion than $1.75. Clearly, they got word that Penance, uh, Pelosi was at the end of her rope and ready to hang the far left by their own petard. By publishing the damning details of the francification bill, the Times put pressure on the far-left progressives by making the bill even less attractive than it already was. It also explains why Pelosi put back in the paid family leave she was trying to make the bill less appealing to general voters Mm. while making it appear appear more appealing to the far-left progressive caucus. Over the weekend, the Progressive blank blanked, mission accomplished. I'm not sure the mission's been accomplished for America, though, JT. I am afraid that the Dems, knowing they are beyond doomed in the next election, are going to jam this down the American throat.
2: Yeah, we got some more of what was in the bill that passed over the weekend that you probably don't know, among other things on the way.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
0: The
2: Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, out. Looking up at a big headline on CNN. U.S. reopens borders today to international travel, travelers after nearly two years. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. So the borders That's have rich. Been, so the borders have been closed for two years because of COVID. What now? We had the biggest influx of people into our country in the history of our nation. Ha! <laughs>
0: Border Patrol says at least 1.2 million people snuck past them, never mind the the, the seven figures they intercepted. That is hilarious.
2: Borders reopen after nearly two years. Oh, really? (laughs) Wow. Who's that for? You can't
0: write comedy that hilarious.
2: (laughs) Uh, So, like I said earlier, I don't know who Travis Scott is. He's one of the biggest musical artists in the world, I'm being told. He had a concert over the weekend in which eight people got crushed. Maybe the death toll is going to go higher, they're saying. But then I heard on uh, radios somewhere that he's he regularly incites mayhem at his concerts. Alex in the newsroom, being younger than me, <laughs> knows what that means. In what way does he incite mayhem at his concerts, Alex? Well, you got to go back to 2015. He was at Lollapalooza in Chicago, and he did one song. He was on stage, and he told everybody in a green shirt, get the bleep back. Uh, and he told security to back up. He told all the people in the crowd, middle finger up to security, and he got them to start chanting, we want rage. They started storming the security, the front, gauge, uh, front gate. Uh, dozens of people hopped up on the stage. They shut down the concert after five minutes, and he was arrested by local authorities for it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know what he did on, uh, was it Friday or Saturday night, but uh, so if he has in the past tried to turn everyone against the poor security guards. Mm-hmm. Um, uh then yeah, he does incite mayhem. Boy, if he did that at that concert and eight people got crushed, he
0: is in for and uh, all kinds of people are in for some serious lawsuits. Yeah, there is, there are already lawsuits filed. There there are huge questions about you know from the performer to the promoter to the private security to the cops to you know the just the permitting organizations. How did they not at least pause? long enough to deal with this how did word not get to the stage and the stage manager to stop it's just a complete mystery you know i was at a george
2: Strait concert at the state fair and there was no chance of being crushed mm. really zero chance of being crushed
0: straight by name straight by nature That's um, what i've always said about george well so he says he didn't even know what was going on while he was on stage he didn't well, even... he paused the show a few times when he saw people in distress. He'd say, hold on, hold on, we've got to get help to that person, not knowing that you know, a, an increasing number of people were dead.
2: Well, i would be tough. That'd uh, be tough while you're on stage with all the noise and the lights and everything. I remember Jason Aldean kept playing for quite a while after that guy killed 50 people from a hotel window in Las Vegas. You're on stage with all that noise and lights, you wouldn't have any idea what's going on
0: out in the crowd. Yeah. If you've never been on stage with the lights upon you, you can't see anything. Everybody should know that. Because the first time you're ever on stage,
2: that's the that's the shocking thing that takes you a while to get used to. Mm-hmm. You can't see anything. Yeah, sometimes you can see the front row, but literally just the front row. Often, nobody. Right. <laughs> you're, just, you're looking at nobody. And, uh, yeah, so he wouldn't know if people were getting crushed. Anyway, that story will be around for a while. Uh, this tax bill will be around for a while. I gotta tell you, I'm sick to death of the whole infrastructure bill stuff. I am worn out on it. I partially wore myself out on it by reading too much about it and talking about it too much. But uh, The so-called good one passed over the weekend. It's the biggest investment in infrastructure in our nation's history coming out of an emergency year in which we spent $6 trillion. Is that the time to make our big investment? Some of you think it is. Some of you think it isn't. But uh, it was um, roundly applauded in all the media, pretty much. Just, you know, this is obviously a good thing. There's no, no possible detraction could there be to a 1.5. Oh, everybody 5.
0: agrees we need infrastructure help. Roads, tunnels,
2: bridges. This is all good. Um, I was watching a little Morning Joe this morning on uh, MSNBC. I was happy to see their financial guy. He's a big-time New York capital dude worth like a billion dollars. He was Obama's carzar, Steve Ratner, pointing out a couple of the downsides to this $1.5 trillion thing that passed.
0: There are things in there that were done in order to get a majority of the Senate initially on board. There's a billion and a quarter dollars in there for ferries in Alaska. Mm. There's five or six hundred million dollars in there for a railroad from Minneapolis to Duluth. I don't know how many people mm. want to go by train from Minneapolis to Duluth. There's money in there for high-speed rail that California's been trying to build for more than a decade yeah. through the Central Valley that nobody's ever going to take from anywhere to anywhere. Mm. So we do have to be really careful. Mm. You remember in the Obama administration, they passed say, over 800 billion, and there were questions after about how well that money was spent. Yeah. And so the, the, it's great to pass it, but now we got to spend it the right way and get the benefits we show won't. that you just talked about. Before. We won't.
2: We won't. We <laughs> won't. Yes. Remember when Barack Obama famously said, the shovel-ready jobs weren't quite as shovel-ready as I was told? And everybody laughed. Ha, ha, ha. That is funny. That's funny. A bunch, of my, one, a bunch <laughs> of my tax money got taken for a job that didn't actually exist, even though everybody claimed it did. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, and, and, T, although, by the way he also points out earlier in that little screed that it's not close to paid for maybe half of it is offset with various taxes and stuff they claimed but at least half if not more is just borrowing uh again on the future but right. that's just a tiny blip of the amount of waste that's in this so don't I, I saw somebody, come. Uh, maybe it was me, somebody complaining about this thing passing. Oh, what, you don't like roads, bridges, and tunnels? No, it's just that I have no belief that that's all it is. And of course, I'm, I can't believe the rest, of the rest of y'all, I've been paying for the California bullet train for years as a Californian. Now the rest of y'all have to pay for a train that, <laughs> as you even heard there on MSNBC, nobody ain't never going to ride that bullet train. It will never exist. And now y'all
0: have to pay for it. I can't wait for when someday, it might be 50 years from now, they decide, listen, we just gotta stop running empty trains up and down the track (laughs) from, you know, whatever ends up being, you know, Bakersfield to I don't know, Roseville, California or something like that. I mean, you just got to give it up at some point. But when that day finally comes, speaking of the bullet train and probably a lot of these other projects too, they'll say, well, uh, uh, ridership patterns changed and blah, 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 and nobody you'll say oh this was a theft from the beginning i mean this was a criminal enterprise this is fraud from its very genesis
2: anyway so you guarantee there's a ton of crap like that in that one and a half trillion dollars they got spent over the weekend
0: Yay! amtrak hopes to add new services in southern and western states for fans of going somewhere slowly and expensively
1: <clears throat>
0: wow I, th- I look at trains virtually every trip i make Well, I used to anyway. I love trains. I love train travel. I love looking out the window and watching this beautiful country go by. Every single time I look at it, I think, that's going to take me like three and a half times as long as it would be to drive at an enormous expense or 50 times longer than it would be to fly for roughly the same expense. So, no. (laughs) But we're going to plow billions. You know, it's funny when that very first thing he cited, a billion and a quarter dollars for uh, ferries in Alaska, I thought, no, he misspoke. It's not a billion. Then I realized, oh, wait a minute. This is like one, and, and I'm, you know, aside and aside, every time you hear a number for these damn bills, it's a different one. Nearly a trillion, 1.2 trillion, 1.4 trillion. It's, it's say anything you want, folks. Sure. When you're talking amongst sure. your friends, call it any number you want. It's as accurate as anybody else's. It's probably at least a third to a
2: half more than what they're actually calling it. Almost certainly. So All
0: oh, the it way knows. you want. I'm reminded of uh, H.L. Mencken's fabulous quote, one of the best ones ever, that uh, every election is a pre-auction on stolen goods. And for reasons we don't need to dive into, the Democrats briefly grabbed a tenuous hold on both houses of Congress. And for that, we will pay dearly for generations to come, because they have uh crafted a way to steal more goods than have ever been stolen at a single time before and there's at least a decent chance the build back venezuelan bill uh comes to fruition i hope not what did the the, uh, the brainiacs you follow jack what what do they say is the, the thing got a chance uh
2: yeah ugh. yeah absolutely absolutely freaking lootly
0: ugh ugh and then you know mere months later the Democrats will lose 375 seats in the House. All right, that's an exaggeration. They'll lose virtually every seat in the House. The, the Republicans will have 99 senators and 429 Congress people, and there will be very little they can do about the horrific spending without enormous political costs. Right,
2: right, 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 right. God, don't even get me started on that. It makes me so freaking mad. I turned off all the Sunday talk shows yesterday. First of all, they're talking infrastructure constantly, bored the crap out of me. That's why I want to move on myself from something, when whatever Joe's done. But the, the, the Democrats could lose the House next year. Who cares if I'm a Democrat? Lose! Sign me up for a loss right now! We just, we're just we going to spend $5 trillion on stuff that I like! God dang it! Quit Telling me about who won which race. It doesn't matter. The policy matters. God dang it. The the people who live in Washington DC just love the who won and who lost crap. Oh yeah. Oh sure. Who's in, who's out. That's I, that's all it is. As a taxpayer, care about where my money's going. That's all I care about. I don't care who's in charge. I care about who's spending my money and on what. They they're gonna
0: lose the house. They won! They won! They won! won. The left won. You know, I said it a lot when the the movie was a hit, The Hunger Games, which oddly enough was uh, not about dieting. That's what I thought. I thought it was. You thought, you know, know.
2: I'm trying to drop a few pounds. I'm going to watch Hunger Games. It's going to have nothing but tips for me. Right, exactly. Eat lots oh, speak- of salads, then it'll, a third of the movie will be about exercise.
0: Speaking of which, so I was working out uh, really hard and, and, and eating right and drinking less and everything. Uh, practically not uh, not sipping at all last week. Uh, I was down like five and a half pounds. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, went to a, 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 little, a little overnight or trip. Birthday party uh, over the weekend. Good times. Had by all, etc. Three pounds, baby. Gained three pounds over the weekend. <laughs> You gained, I thought you were going to say you lost, you no. gained three pounds. I gained three of the pounds back. I'm hoping I just woke up especially hydrated this morning because of the fall time change or something. But it was like, oh man, you can undo
2: weight loss yep. in the
0: blink of an eye.
2: Yep. You can be disciplined and work so hard for months and months and months and undo that in a weekend. Yeah. Well, damn near. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, de- it's, what's well, it's depressing. It's discouraging, and it's why most people, uh, like you know, including me, are heavier than we want to be,
0: um, because it's so hard. Right? You got to patrol the ramparts seven days a week. Anyway, I remember uh, during the Hunger Games, I said this many times: Washington D.C. is the capital in the Hunger Games. People dress differently; they look differently; they have a different accent, and they they view the world wildly differently than the rest of us do. Which is why Jack and I have never had any particular interest in getting uh connected and, and uh, be, be one of the insiders. No, trust me, I'd much rather be an outsider. Plus, they wouldn't have us, so that's convenient. A friend of the Armstrong
2: and Getty show debuted his Trump impersonation on Saturday Night Live. we got to play a little of that because it's just so freaking good. Um, also, we need to have... Probably the least classy discussion we've ever had on the Armstrong and Getty show. That's saying something. Joe will have to take the lead on it because it's a topic matter that I can't get into. Wow. But uh,
0: uh, folks, I have no idea what he's talking about, so we'll all find out together. The president apparently committed a faux pas. Oh, right. Overseas. Mm. At least that's and, the rumor. And a big un. <laughs> oh cow like, yeah. you could have sailed a ship across the uh, oh, no, sound no with that. no no and no, no. It's, it's it's breaking uh, break wind then there's you know like a breaking a wind storm already weird come on
2: we're walking Please. down the ladder of class into the gutter it's disgusting <laughs> kids you want to go fly a kite so we got to get to all that stuff coming up come on man
1: Armstrong and Getty <laughs> The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's great to be here, Judge Judy, and it's great to be, frankly, winning again. (laughs) Oh, we love to win. And you know what? You're going to see a lot more winning where that came from. Let me tell you, you're going to see it a lot. Uh, Oh, you can take me off the split screen. No, (laughs) no, no. We did this together, Glenn. We did it so good, okay? I really want you to stay. Uh, Really, that's okay.
2: So that is James Austin Johnson he's the new cast member of Saturday Night Live he's the guy that did Trump when we uh when we hired him to uh, do the send off for Sean our
0: positive guy. Sean a little <laughs> too much talky talk and uh
2: and so we've been into him for quite a while but now the whole country knows that the best Trump impersonation maybe the best impersonation just plain ever of anyone is that I mean it is so freaking good but here's here's a good heaping helping from saturday night live
1: like you just saw i think glenn listened okay i mean when you look at it he's someone who takes advice so well i mean you know what can i get 60 seconds on the clock please because there's a lot of times where i was giving advice a lot of times i was giving advice and people weren't listening and it didn't work out so great for some of those people okay i mean when you look back with star wars i said you need to do it with swords the lasers are not enough You gotta have real swords, George, I remember talking, I said this to George, I said, if you're gonna do Star Wars, okay, you have to have real swords. And look at what they're doing with Dune doing with Dune, I talked to Denny Villeneuve, I said, look at, you know what, look at the success of Dune, look at Chalamet, look at all of it, okay, real swords. You know, frankly, with Dune, you've got Momoa, and everyone's doing flips, and it's very Game of Thrones. And people were very disappointed, I think, with Game of Thrones, you know, how it ended and everything. But with Dude, I think you've got a lot of possibility with Dune, I see a lot of possibility, two, three, four, 15 movies. And frankly, I see a lot of possibility with Virginia.
2: So good. The way oh, yeah. he goes off on a tangent and then brings it back to the original point. Yeah. And we know from, you know, working with a guy doing the Sean thing is he does so much of this off the top of his head. It's not like they had to write all that out. I'm sure they get, you know, he give him a couple of key points and he just goes.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Old, uh, what's his face? You mean the performer? Yeah. Yeah
2: hilarious
0: that is good
2: uh, um so this happened over the weekend not that I want to talk more about presidents but this isn't really a politics thing there's a rumor bouncing around the twitter sphere the internet well there's a couple there's one that our president uh Joseph Biden when he was at the Vatican He had a a a restroom issue and he had to run to the bathroom and he was there a long time and it kind of kept the pope waiting. Now I don't know. I mean, the two things on this, I got to get the number one, you got the number two. Um, He's an old man, and he had some uh, intestinal troubles. I mean, that happens to all of us, right? And he's old, and so I don't know. I'm having some right now. Is that something we should? How much do you want to know? Is that something you certainly shouldn't mock it? No. Good luck to you, if you're mocking that. Good luck to you when you're 80
0: years old Well,
2: and how I, regularly you can uh, control that
0: situation. I took a glance at it. I didn't see what they were talking about, really. For uh, for all we know, he had to take a phone call. I don't know.
2: Well, it fits in with this, perhaps. Um, the New York Post headline is, Camilla Parker Bowles can't stop louding, laughing about Joe Biden's, quote, long F-word. I won't <laughs> oh. say the F-word. Oh, boy. Went for duration, did <laughs> he? Flatulence. Oh, my. Hard fart primary. This is from right. the New York Post, and I told you this was going to be our least classy thing we've ever done in our careers. I'm not <laughs> proud of this, but it's news. President Joe Biden let out a long, loud flatulence while speaking with the Duchess of Cornwall at the COP26 summit over the weekend. Camilla wow. Parker Bowles,
0: ironically, there to address global warming and the release of gases into the atmosphere and methane. <laughs> Methane's a big part of it.
2: Camilla Parker-Bowles yeah. hasn't stopped talking about the 78-year-old's LF. It has been reported. The pair were making small talk at the Global Climate Change Gathering in Scotland last weekend when the president broke wind, according to many informed sources that spoke with the mail on Sunday. How much do we trust the mail? The, the Daily Mail? Yeah. Mm. I've seen this a couple of places, but uh, that still doesn't mean it's true. And even if it is true, it doesn't mean it's something it needs to be reported on. Again, he's an old man right and he's out right. of town so you're eating
0: foreign foods bowls meets
2: bowels what was the headline i'm just curious <laughs> i don't think it was anything clever like that oh too bad but i just uh, is this going to become a regular thing and how much do we want to be involved in uh, commenting on the uh the president's uh digestive system
0: well, i think that people have a right to know do we have a president who can eat digest and excrete food effectively or don't we He's our servant, we're not his servants, yeah, Jack. We're a free people. I don't think I do need to know that. you know what? Government of by and for the people means they are called to account for us when we tell when we bring them into the office, when we have a come to the people meeting, they tell all. Well, I'm not believe, sure I need to know that.
2: <laughs> if you believe in karma or anything like that, those of you who are mocking that, good luck to you when you're seventy eight and traveling abroad. Now your stomach does I won't
0: care. So, Heck yeah, let one go. Is anybody killed? No. We'll all be fine. As you were. So the biggest TV show in America is the
2: NFL. And they had quite the controversy that got into the political culture wars over the weekend. With one of the very biggest stars not getting vaccinated, not playing, team losing. Some of the commentators making strong statements about it.
0: If you can't stick around and listen, you can grab it via podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand, armstrongandgetty.com, or wherever you like to get podcasts. Armstrong and Getty.